Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Share the Podcast on Fatherhood in 20. Today, I'm your host, Fleming. And I'm Ms. Vaughn. And today, we have a very special, special guest, all the way from my hometown, Chicago, a friend for 20-some-odd years, Tremont Sutton of Sabre 27. He's the owner and head chef. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, so you've been a dad, correct me if I'm wrong, 21 years now? 21 years as of January 12th. Okay. All right. So how's that journey been? It's been interesting, <laughs> but it's been good. Okay. It's definitely been, been good. Okay. Interesting how? Um, so when I had my son, I was just a, a kid myself, 17 years old, still in high school. Uh, it was my senior year. Uh, I turned 18 two weeks later. But it was definitely uh, an eye-opening experience, you know. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a change of pace for everything. Okay, okay. So now, did you did you and the mother get married at some point, or you guys stayed just, you became just a co-parenting situation? Yeah, we actually became a co-parenting situation. Um, in the beginning, it was rough. Mm-hmm. You know, it took some time to to get on the same page. And why was that? But for one, I mean, we're just two different, you know, we're two different people. So our thought processes are different. I think when two different people grow up differently because we had different home structures as well, you know, so that, that play a, a role, you know, some things you might be able to do in your house, the next person can't, or some things that you deem okay, the next person, you know, don't. So mm-hmm. we had differences when it came, you know, when it came to that. Okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes people get in your ear and you, you're not doing what you really want to do. You're doing what people telling you you should do. And gotcha. when you're that young, you know, when you're that young, you are influenced and, you know, yeah. impressionable. So who would you say in that time had the stronger idea as into what co-parenting should be? I would say me, like I was always like, let's just do what we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I. so this is my theory. Now, I don't, I'm not going to say this makes it a fact and it makes it true. It's just my theory. Sure. I feel when, when the relationship don't work, the person that's bitter gives the other person the most problems. That could be the guy or that it could be, be the, the woman. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so right. it's it's rare when you have a relationship that end um where both parties just decide to end the relationship and then they're able to continue on and co parent without issues. Mm-hmm. When one party is bitter then they tend to use the baby or the child to control the other party or to enforce their will on the other party. And I feel like in the beginning, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what it was. Um, And also us being young, her listening to certain people, and then them telling her certain things, like, I mean, of course, neither one of us had anything, so we both needed our parents to help us. Right. You know, like, our child is the epitome of 
it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Like Trayvon was the first grandchild on both sides. Okay. And you know, everybody loved him. Right. So everybody might not have got along, but everybody, everybody loved came, him. Everybody came together for him. Well, no, I'm not gonna say that. that okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like her dynamic, she had some different dynamics. She had a dad and a stepdad. And, you know, I got along with her dad. I didn't get along with her stepdad. Okay. I got along with I got along with her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was raised to be respectful. And her dad was always respectful to me. I was always respectful to him. My mom was always respectful. I was respectful to her. Her stepdad, it was a different story. And, you know, like I said, I turned 18 two weeks later. Right. After, right. And, and, and at 18, I'm feeling like, okay, I'm a man. Right. You can't and, tell me shit. <laughs> exactly. So right. if, if you going to, you know, if, if we're going to have dialogue, then let's respect each other. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you calling me all out my name and you know, that's when we gonna take, go left real quick. Right, right. right. You take right. it there. Like I have a problem with that because right. I was a, uh, I had a temper. Like I wasn't, you know. I feel like now I'm more cool, calm, laid back. Mm-hmm. But I had I had a temper. And, right. But I was always taught to respect my elders. So I'm respecting okay. you out of the fact that you you know you're a stepfather, you're an adult, and you know, this is what my parents would want me to do. Right. But I'm you know, I ain't gonna be too many this is and that. <laughs> you know, until right. the <laughs> You on the edge. You on the yeah, edge. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And then I can I can handle myself. Like I can I'm I'm good at handling the way people treat me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not gonna let you mistreat me. But mm-hmm. I, I'm also not gonna take everything you say serious because sometimes, like you, you know, it's just words. Right. So, but we had our, uh, we had our issues in the beginning, like early beginning, me and him, and you know, some things escalated, and I, I haven't seen him in twenty. 20 and a half years. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, right. I haven't seen him in 20 and a half years. Like, that's a long time. Business and is neither, the best thing. And neither one of us went nowhere, but that's the way we, you know, we kept it. Okay. So. Hmm. Okay. So, how did you juggle? Um, because at that same point, like you went away to school, correct? Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stay on high school for a second. Okay. But my mom, man, my mom, she was like, You're not going to college, you're gonna stay here and get a job, you're gonna work. Mm. And it took my it took my aunt Sharon to tell my mom, like, no, like, yeah, he made a mistake, but in order for him to be able to take care of this baby, he need to do what he got to do. And college was one, you know, college right. was it. Right. So I had, so she talked my mom into allowing me to still go go away to school. But okay. when I was in high school, like when I had Trayvon, I would get up and I'd take him to my mother. I'd get ready for school. And I go to school. Okay. When I got out of school, I would go to work. Or if I was, you know, if it was doing, I think it was baseball season came around too. So before baseball season, I was working. When I got off work, I come home. As soon as I hit the door, she was like, "Here you go." Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't no no downtime. Like, gotcha. <clears throat> I I was dead until the next morning. Right. Like right. everything. Like she literally. When I was in the house, did not help with anything intentionally mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she was teaching. She was teaching me responsibility. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So even like weekends and stuff, I would try to get my little sister to babysit, 
And my mom would be like, nope. <laughs> she, she can't babysit. And I'm like, we all sitting in the house together. What you mean? Like, right. <laughs> y'all, y'all not even going nowhere. And I'm a payer. <laughs> and I'm going to pay you? You going to turn down this money? Uh, but, you know, she was teaching me responsibility. And I think a lot of times young people continue having children because they get so much help. So they're yeah. not getting, they not learning that responsibility early enough to where they like, you know what? I, my mama going to watch them or my, my sister going to watch them or my grandma going to watch them. And that's a, that's a messed up mentality. So I'm, I'm glad she did what she did because it did teach me uh, responsibility. And then right. when I went away to college, you know, I went away to college, uh, like every three day weekend I, I got, I came home. Okay. You know, I got on the road and drove home from Arkansas just to spend time with them. Right. You know, so, you know, my mom, my dad, my siblings, they definitely helped me out a lot. You know what I mean? I know her her family uh, did a great job as well. You know, they helped Mm -hmm. out a whole lot as well because she was able to still go to college as well. Okay. So, Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Auntie, you know, for talking to moms, you know, like, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and allowing you to go ahead and, you know, do what you need to do, you know. True. So, you know, it's a, I think that's a, I, I've seen that, but I've also seen it as being a rarity too, right? Because some people just, you know, they lean on on their own knowledge as into like, you know, this is my kid, like, you know, he didn't did blah, 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 or she didn't did da, da, da. So they got to do, do what I say, you know, and not realizing that, you know, let's look down further down the line and realize what, how this, how you're going to school and being able to maintain that balance is going to ultimately benefit you, which then ultimately benefits your child in the long run. Right. So. so when you was in, so when you were away at school, how was your relationship with your son's mother like how did that because if you were so if you were at school I'm assuming that the baby still stayed with the mom so then it became more so on her like right. what so, was their relationship I mean you know it it was majority on her uh, she still allowed my family to you know come get them and keep them you know what I mean? Just like if mm-hmm. I was going to be there. So they, my family still had the visitation and and was able to keep them and, and uh, spend time with them. Um, you know, my brothers were there. So, I mean, our relationship was, I mean, it wasn't the best relationship, but it wasn't the worst. Right. You know, like, you know, I, 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 we didn't have real problem problems. So if if my son needed something, I did my best to get it. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I worked all I worked all through college. Okay. Like I worked like from freshman year to I graduated. Like I kept a job. So I mean, it was my responsibility. And then also, my parents were like, you know what? We'll take care of what we'll take care of things for him here. You take care of yourself, like you on your own type of thing. Mm, you know, okay. you know what I mean. So, so like if I didn't have him, my parents would have helped me in school. But, but because, because I you had, had him, him, right? They was like, okay, we'll help him. You just know you got to help yourself. They got to care of him. That was so it wasn't no. You know, like a typical college student call home, I need some money, I got to get right. books, I got to do it. Nah, nah, Jack, you on your own. Like, <laughs> figure it out. Right. You know, like I remember when my father bought my little sister a car and she was staying at home, going to school, you know, there. And he bought her a car. And I was like, Man, that's crazy. Like, I'm down here, you know, working, mm-hmm. going to school, 
you know, I still was sending money home. Like I was buying, I was buying dumb stuff for my son, like a lot of shoes. Like I remember one Christmas, I bought him like seven pairs of shoes. My mother was like, are you crazy? You're not gonna be able to wear them next month. Take them back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Which is true, like, like, you know how his feet is growing? Like, <laughs> but, you know, Young. Yeah, I had a young, I had a young mentality. Right, like, I love shoes. I, I all I was buying was shoes. I bought a lot of shoes for myself. So you know, like I said, I'm down here taking care of myself because they holding it down for me. I'm buying shoes, so I'm just buying him shoes. I ain't buying formula and Pampers and all of that. Mm, okay, you know my my people them buying that. My family buying that. You know she her, her family and she's buying that. So. I'm taking care of me while they help me take care of him. So he was getting taken care of. Right. So so um, it wasn't until I graduated college. So when I graduated college and came back home, I remember getting a job. And now by this time, she had a daughter as well. So it's not just my son. She has a daughter now, and I don't have him. I don't have any more um, children. So I remember getting a job, and, you know, I don't want to say, like, she found out I got a job. Like, I'm not trying to hide getting a a job, but I got a good job. Mm -hmm. And I remember... A person we went to school with and uh, my son's mother were living in the same building together. And she found out the, you know, where I was working and she told her, you should put him on child support. Now, mind you, I'm back from school. My parents and them not taking care of him no more. Mm-hmm. It's all on me. You know, it, the plan worked. Go to school. Right. Graduate, get a job. I got a job. So I'm taking care of the responsibility. Like, whatever he need, you know. So he kindergarten age. You know, he in school. So mm-hmm. my thing is, whatever he needs. School fees, I got it. School shopping clothes, I got it. Like, I felt like to take care of him was take care of his needs. And that's what right. I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I put him in baseball. So that was our thing. You know, I put him in baseball, put him in Little League, and I make sure I picked him up, took him to practice, stayed at practice. You know, yeah, so I was active. I wasn't just giving money. I was active. Like, you know, he he come stay with me the whole night, anything. Like, I was active. So her friend, and I'm not going to call her, friend, because you got to be an associate to say something that's crazy. She told him, <laughs> put him on child support. So she came to me, and it's like, I'm back home for a year or so, and taking care of him. So he probably about six, six, close to seven at the time. And I'm like, child support? Like, child support for people that don't take care of their responsibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's I not what it was. <laughs> I wish I'm looking. I wish but, that's, what but it was. that's that's really what it's supposed to be. It's supposed it to be. It's supposed to be. Look, we gave you the opportunity to take care of your, your responsibility. Right. right. You haven't been doing it, so we're going to make you do it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm looking like, what do you? Ask me for for him that he don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, no, just tell me what I always felt like. Tell me what he need, I'll go get it. I was, you know, I was, I wasn't the. I need twenty dollars for him, a hundred dollars for him. 50, no, I need no. What you need a hundred dollars for him for? What do he need that costs a hundred dollars? And I'll go get it. Right. That was that was me. Right. You. He need a hundred dollars. But so basically, you itemizing everything. So that's how you were doing that. Yeah, because I felt like whatever he need, 
I'll go get it. Okay, but you do understand, like, including in his needs is also the roof over his head, the water that's ran, the electricity. Like, you do understand that that's also included in his needs. Correct. Right. So he he don't need that. He don't need that when he at my house. I'm not saying that. But what I'm that's saying, not I'm not what you're saying. That's not. I'm. I'm not. But that's you are not the primary. Is his residence your primary residence? So we're gonna get into that. So, so I, okay. because that's what came up as well. And so that's so that's the, but that's the that's the thing though. So because I I want to let's let's dig into this this portion just a little bit deeper. Lord, here we go. I'm just saying. So let's 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 understand that that you know yes, I get it. What child support was probably initially for versus mm-hmm. what came right? The two totally different things. True. It's two totally different so, things. So let's, so let's understand the fact that, you know, and, and again, I'm just going to say it, and some people that's probably listening going to be mad at it, going to be mad at me as hell when I say it. But let's not, let's just call it what it is. Child support then became the tool, the anchor, the putting your nuts in the clamp, because now I got you. Dad control. No, but it, it's, it, it, for up, some people, no, 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 for some people, for, and, it, and it's, I'm not saying this for all people, I'm not. Okay. But as I was saying, like, I need you to as, put that in there because that's not for everybody. And, and granted, it's not, I get it. Yes, there are some fathers that definitely need that, okay? And, sure. I'll, and, and as someone who pays child support, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I've, I've had it to where... Like, like mine comes out directly from out of my check. So I don't, I don't touch it. I don't have to write nothing. It's hey, when I, when I get my check, boom, it's already gone. Now, what I will say is someone who has also had to deal with the factor of keeping in mind, and I got to jot this check or fill this check out. I love that it comes out automatically. I ain't going to lie to you. Okay. Cause it alleviates the factor of me having to do anything or keep tabs on anything, you know, cool. I can log into to the account and be like, okay, cool. This has been paid. Yep, I'm up to date. Great, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a guy that would have given that regardless of. You know what I'm saying? And while it is that I was hearing your earlier statement as into like, okay, sure, I get it. Child support covers, you know, the factor of like, okay, yeah, lights, electricity, all of that good stuff. But guess what? If I'm around or if I'm not around, you're still going to have that. You'd still have to pay. So now, baby, or no baby, you exactly. got to pay for your own lights and what. Exactly. And my <laughs> thing was, when he come to my house, do you send me a refund for the time <laughs> for my lights? For my lights and my lights and my what? No, because because it's it's a legitimate argument, but it shouldn't right. be an argument. You want me to pay for your living because he's here with me. All right, so what happened when he come with me? I still got to buy food. I still got to, you know, put a roof over his head. I still got to have life. I still got to have, you know what I mean? So right. it's not, like, let's be fair here. Our right. job is... That'd be nice. <laughs> our, our, our responsibility is, one, take care of yourself. So if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of my son. So don't you want me to have a roof over my head? Don't you want me to have lights and water and gas and everything that you're trying to have over there? So uh-huh. what what it was is, okay, I, I have a job. I'm making more money than you're making. I don't have the expenses that you have because, why? You have two children now. I only have one. So my argument started then, look, by this time, he like seven. You know, look, let him live with me. That'd be nice. You know, if if it's becoming too much for you financially, let me take that burden off you. Because there's no burden when he with me. So let him live with me. And then all you have to do is focus on taking care of your daughter because I'm going to take care of him. He's going to be straight. Now, this is not saying that he can't 
You can't pick him up, come get him, this, that, that, none of that. It's, he just going to live with me. So all the, the lights, the gas, the extra water, extra food that you're spending on him, I'll take care of that because he lives with me. And it was, nope, nope. But now, you said no, but he stayed with me three days out the week anyway. Because this is it. Like, like every week. <laughs> and, and I know for mothers, you know, mothers have a, a bond with their children that fathers don't have. I don't care if it's your girls or your boys, y'all still mm-hmm. have, that's why y'all have mother's intuition and women's intuition and things like that. Y'all have these bonds and these connections with your children. So I know it was a hard choice and decision for her to make, but three days turned to four days, four days turned to five days until he lived with me. Like the, the, the roles slowly reversed. And I believe she did it that way because, you know, other women will say, why are you letting him, you know what I mean? Like, you know how people talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to say women, but people. You really going to let your son go live, your, your son go live with his father? You really going to do that? You really going to do this? Because some people feel like once you do that, you're giving up the control. Mm. And that's, and that's kind of what it was. That you are relinquishing the control. Yes. But as parents, our job is to do what's best for our child. And if you're in a situation where you're finding yourself, you're struggling, don't take it from me. Right. Let, let me take the pressure off of you. Like, I'm telling you, let him live with me, take care of your daughter, and everybody will be good. We all right. good. And that's kind of how it, and it ended up being that, to the point where by the age of eight, my son lived with me full time. So now I'm the custodial parent. Mm-hmm. And we ain't argued since he was eight years old. How about that? I, I Wait, so with, with that, with, Say what now? <laughs> me and his mother have not argued since my son was eight years old. That's what's up. That's that's when we truly, truly started co-parenting mm-hmm. because now we don't have an issue. Right. right. I'm not asking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was so that was him at eight, and so that puts you at like. 26? 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah, so I'm going to say, honestly, off the cuff, man, I, I applaud the two of you, you know, mm-hmm. being able to be at that age and recognize and be okay with that decision on both sides, you know. Um, so I definitely commend you guys for for that because I know, I know personally, because it, it, people who... 20-something, 30-something, 40-something still can't get to that level. Right. You know? So at a, at a point where you all are probably viewed as still being relatively young, you're in your mid-20s, to have that, that, to have that sense to say, hey, let's do this and paint it as, or present it, not even paint it, but present it as a solution you know, to, to, like, like you said, to this, to the situation, if this is what was troubling you, then, Hey, let me carry that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I commend the two of you. And I definitely think that this big of her to even recognize factor and say, okay, well, cool. I need help, but I need to do this in a way that will make it okay for me to like, and it's not even necessarily saying, okay, but that if, that's that's you all's child. Right. You do share. However, in order to say like it's about putting yourself second and your child first. And everybody doesn't understand that because they feel like, well, I what I think or what I'm doing is in the best interest of my child. Not necessarily. Right. Like sometimes the best decision is the hardest decision that you have to do. So true. So, 
again, salute to y'all. Big ups to y'all. Yeah, like said, like seriously. Um, any any anybody, man or child, man or woman, all right, listening to this, definitely take yeah. take from that um and learn, you know. Right. That that is that that's huge. That that is huge. So 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 this is this is the thing. So this is how the co parenting between us work, right? True, he lived with me. His mom picked him up every day and took him to school. Nice. So she saw him every day. Right. So she picked him up every day, took him to school. She picked him up from school. And it was crazy the way our schedules ended up uh, working and working out because uh, it just worked out that way, you know? And then I would pick him up from her house, take him to baseball practice or baseball games, or, you know, she would bring him to the games and he leaves and we go home. So that's kind of how everything, how everything was. That was our routine. And uh, I want to say that was our routine all the way up into, in, into high school. Until, like, maybe the job she had didn't allow her to, you know, pick him up from, uh, she had maybe had to be at work early. So mm-hmm. I would take him to school. And, you know, she would still, she would pick him up from school. So it was like, my son, but even when he, you know, even though he lived with me, he saw his mom every day. Right. You know, he gets sick and... He called his mom. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even know he's sick until she's showing up. Okay. With medicine, and I'm coming to take it to the. <laughs> and I'm like, man, when did when did he get sick? <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the house with him, and don't he know he's sick? You right. know what I'm saying? But if we lived together, though, that would have been the nature anyway. True. Right. True. You know, I I did the discipline, I did the raising, his mom did the school work, and she did the nurturing mm. from a from a whole other house. Like right. you couldn't tell the difference. But it, but I think that's the but again mm. what, what I hear you saying that because what I hear you saying that is is knowing your role. Right. Played, I was just about to played, say that so everybody had a role. Exactly. We right. played our role. Right. We played our role. And even to today, he's 21 years old, and we played our role. Right. You know, she called me, hey, tuition is due. Hey, Trace said he need this. Hey, we got to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. What do I need to do? I got to send this. All right, we got to do this. Okay. Going, taking them to school and stuff like that. I do that. So, like, it's the role. If, right. the, if we lived together, we were in a relationship, everything that we would do as a couple, uh, as parents that are couples, mm-hmm. we, still we did. do it. We still did it. Right. Just, just out of two different households, but it was a combined household. You know what I mean? If I had, you know, she would call me, hey, can you take, you know, her daughter? You might need to get dropped off or could I pick her up? It's no problem. She right. had a flat tire. If right. she called her brothers, if she called her brothers or somebody and or her dad and they couldn't get to her, she had a flat tire or anything, she knew she could call me. Right. And it was... Like it was nothing because what I what I learned at an early at a at an early stage of fatherhood was I know how I love my mother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And I love my father too. You know, I had a better relationship with my father as we got older, mm-hmm. and once I became a man and understood right. everything why he was he did, telling me, right. why he did what he did, because I found myself being the same guy that I didn't like about my father to my son. Right. You know, 
Right. I found myself being hard on him, just like my father was hard on me. And but you understand now. But I, I understand understood. Why. Yeah. Right. So when I so when I was doing it to my son, I was doing it because I understood why my father did it to me. Right. I was just passing it along. Right. And my son didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But as a twenty as a twenty one year old man, he gets it. We have. We have a great relationship. He gets it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I had somebody, one of my friends tell me, man, I never heard Trayvon call you dad. <laughs> and I had to think about it. And I was like, yeah, you don't call me, you know, like, he don't walk in the room and say, hey, dad. Mm-hmm. He walk in the room and he'd be like, what's up? Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what's good? Mm-hmm. But you know why? Because I've, I've been doing that to him since he was a little boy. Right. I didn't walk in the room and say, hey, son, how was your day? Right. I walk in the room, man, what's up? What you do today? Mm-hmm. And, and we talk baseball. Right. You know, we didn't right. talk school because he got good grades. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to talk school with you. You know, your mom talks school with you. Mm-hmm. I talk, we talk baseball. Right. We talk God talk. Right. And that was, that was how our relationship was. So, and I thought about my relationship with my father. When I got grown, I come in and I say, man, what's up, dude? How you doing? I'm right. talking to my father. Right, right. He's like, <laughs> like, man, I'm good. Or he'll call me and say, dude, what you doing? Mm-hmm. So now I'm on a I'm on a friend level. Like right. you feel like you raised me to the point where you don't have to worry about me or we good. So now, like I raised you already. You're right. grown. Now you can be my friend. Right. Now I can okay. show you now I can show you who I really am. Now I can show you the like, fun side of me. Right. Like, man, now, right. Man, right. Now you get father, the fun side of me. <laughs> my father was a funny dude. Like, and I didn't learn that until I was older. Mm-hmm. Right. And then even now I talk to some of his friends and they talk about how my father was growing up and how he was when he was in his twenties and stuff and how cool he was and the and the, and the fun that he had. And I didn't, I didn't get that until I became an adult. Right. I got to get on that side of, of him. Right. And it's funny, and it's funny that you would say that because I'm sitting here thinking about, about my son and like, I never call him son. I've never referred to him as son. I've always been like a kiddo, you know? So one day we were talking about something and I used the term son and he stopped and he looked at me and gave me this look like, what? (laughs) Like, who are you talking to? And I was like, my bad. Yeah, because I don't ever use it, you know. I mean, he'll definitely call me a dad, but, you know, never use the term since I've always been a kiddo, you know. But why not? So why, okay, then this question is for the both of you all. Mm-hmm. Like, so why don't you use the term, like, hey, son? Because I know, like, I mean, my mother, she, she I'm trying to think, does she say, like, hey, daughter? Or it's just, like, I just don't why don't you refer to it like, hey, son, or why? I, for me, um, I don't know. Like, it was, son just seems so formal, you know? Like, it just yeah. really seems like, like, if I say, you know, hello, son, like, you know, like, I'm I'm sitting there, like, like I, I feel like I'm getting ready to give him, like, some type of lecture, and he probably feels the exact same, and like, oh, shit, it's about to be another damn lecture, you know, and I just never wanted that, so it was one of those things, like, okay, well, you know, to me, kiddo was, was, was easy, you know, um, and it just, it just stuck, you know, so. So, in, in my case, I always looked at it like, I'm I'm your dad, but I, I want to be the big home. I'm the big homie, right? I want you to feel comfortable around me. I want you to be able to tell me any and everything, you know. That part. But but at the end of the day, 
you also got to know that, man, the big homie ain't finna play with you. Right. So, I was at, at the end of that, I'm your dad, I'm put my foot. Right. 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 <laughs> so, you know, when you do good, man, I, I sing your praises and I'm, man, you did good, you did great. But I also would point out things he could, you could, you could have done different or did better. And I call those teachable moments, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like, like you said, not being so formal, making it a relaxed environment, even though it wasn't like he grew up in a hostile environment, like, man, I, I, I stayed on him. Mm-hmm. I stayed on him, but he didn't get in trouble or he knew his dad was crazy. So look, I'm not saying he didn't do things wrong. He just had to be smart enough not to get caught. Hello. Right. So I, like, you know, I didn't. It's crazy. You figure it out. <laughs> man, I didn't. I didn't get a lot of calls from school. Like in the school year, man, I might get one, maybe two calls in the school year, but most like one. Mm. You know. And it wasn't, to me, it was never nothing really serious, <laughs> you know, but, you know, you played a role with the school. Oh, okay. I definitely had that talk with them. Uh, and I talked to you, come home, and I'd be like, like, man, what you, like, why are you talking in class, man? Why are they trying to learn and, and this, that, and that? And, you know, he always have a story. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, they was asking me something. So then when I responded, then I got caught talking. Like, man, it's always the second person. Tell them, Marge, you'll talk to them at the class. Or don't say nothing. I say, you the one got caught. So they didn't get caught. Who the, who, who looking dumb? Right, right. You're like, man, it's me. You know, it's, it's a teachable moment. But, like, <clears throat> being disrespectful and things like that, I didn't, I didn't get those. I didn't get a lot of that. I didn't get that from Trayvon. You know, like, Trayvon had a lot of friends from baseball, and they all used to spend the night. You know, they come over, man, we're going to Coach Treehouse. We're going to hang with Trayvon, Coach Treehouse. Like, our house was the fun house. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, it's all dudes. We ain't got them, we ain't got them mama rules. <laughs> you know, my thing, man. Right. Don't break, don't break nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't break nothing and stay out my way. Be cool. Right. <laughs> and, and enjoy yourself. I ain't coming here to check up on you. I ain't, man, go, go in the refrigerator, get what you want, treat it like you at home. Like, that's how it is. If you at your, you going to your friend's house and they say, Mama, now. You ain't going in their refrigerator. You're not going in my refrigerator. You're right. not. You ain't. You're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not going in my refrigerator. You're not. Right. Y'all not, y'all not you talking You ain't going to have all this loud music. You ain't going to be doing all this running in and out. You ain't doing none of that. Nope. Yeah. Y'all ain't throwing the ball in the house. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw the ball. I threw the ball in the house with him. So, I mean, See? I'm going to tell you don't throw the Part of the ball. problem. But... Be smart about it. Why are you going to throw the ball towards the TV? Why y'all not going the other way? Right. Like, that'd be my thing. <laughs> I don't be like, stop stop throwing the ball. <laughs> change where you're throwing it. Just change the direction up. That, that's how I thought. You know what I mean? So Use some logic with what you're doing, basically. Right. So when they come over, it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? They're going to have a good time. We're going to eat. We're going to chill, kid. They good. Right. But they also know if I got to discipline you, you're going to get disciplined. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> right. I don't have to call your parents. And, and you know, I came from the old school era. Like, when you over here, you my responsibility. So I'm going to get on your case. And then I'm going to tell your people, I might tell them. Depending on what you did, I might right. tell them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or for the most part, I just get on your case and then let you go home and you don't get too, you don't get in trouble twice. Right. You know? So as, 
as a kid, they 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 respect that because mm-hmm. they know, like, man, if I if he tell my dad or my mom, it's gonna be worse when I get home. Right, right. So, so let me take let me take this. Let me take treat. this L with Coach right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me take this L now. Then, you know, and I was, you know, I'm the type of person, man, when one person messed up, you messed it up for everybody. So right. now, I'm finna, I'm finna make your guys get on your case. Right. Because I can't none of y'all do nothing because this dude right here don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> Talking and, about peer pressure. So your fault. Y'all, right. you know. but, and y'all sit here and let them do that stupid stuff. So, right. <laughs> now y'all, now y'all talk about it. You get, y'all get it together. You know what I'm saying? Which I, so that's how it was. Right. Which I think the. I mean, that's a, that's a great way of approaching it because I think that you know, even as parents, what it is that you get from your peers, you know, is even worse. Especially if it, especially if you're the person that messed up. You know, because they don't, your, your peers really ain't going to let you let, live it down. Your parents nope. will be mad in the moment, you know, and that'll that'd be one of those things where it's like, you know, you might have to hear it for the evening, you know, but the, by the next day, it's like, oh, we didn't move on to the next thing. But your peers, though, your peers going to remember that. They go like a week, even two weeks from now, they'd be like, man, remember that mm-hmm. time, time was so-and-so messed up when we was at coaches? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's a good. That's a good. Good strategy, bro. Right. So I, you know, I would, I would do things like that, and then like maybe the next day I have a conversation with my son and tell him, like, man, you can't have like, you got to govern your house. This your house. You can't let nobody come over here and tear your stuff up, and then you be left with nothing, or you left to get the wrath or get in trouble when they gone. Right. They gone back to their house, and now you got to get in trouble for something y'all tried to cover up, but it's going to get found anyway. Right. You know. Y'all don't so, have it worth nothing. So. Right. So I put that responsibility on him. So now instead of him just horse playing with them, he mindful about the horse playing. It's right. like, all right, man, chill out. We can't do that. Right. You right. know, so you teach him how to govern at an early age. Hmm. So he didn't, he didn't get into a lot of trouble. And Good. like I said, you know, I didn't play with him. I didn't play with like when it became serious time. Like I didn't, I didn't play, or with his friends. Like they already know, they get it. Like I beat, I beat one of them shorties up, and then call their parents and told them I beat them up, and they'd be like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> thank you." And then when they get home, they get beat up again. You know what I'm saying? Like I did it, even in high school. Like I had to beat up a couple of his friends in high school. That's cool. Wow. You know? Like because the school knew that they can call me. They mm-hmm. like, man, they always with you. You know, they parents might be at work or something or can't get off and all right, let's let's call Trayvon Dad. Let's call Cold Street. Let's get him up here. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like I'm gonna give you the but when I know you, I know you. So if somebody trying to tell me you did this when I know, yeah, you do a lot of dumb stuff, but this ain't something you capable of doing. Or this is out of your character. So I might give you the stern looking and all of that, and then we're going to go to the side and we're going to talk. Yo, what's up? What happened? Right. Because I'm, because I'm a big advocate for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to go in on you based off what somebody else said. Like that's how you that's how you lose the individual. Mm-hmm. True. So my thing is, man, keep it one hundred with me. Like, right. did you do it? Because mm-hmm. if you did it, we can get past it and let's figure out like why did you do it? Right, right. And you know that that's when the truth come out. No, I didn't do what they said I did, but I did this, and right. then this person did that. You know, or yeah, I did that, but I only did it because. Such and such did this. This is what happened. I told them like three times what was going on, and they didn't do nothing. So this is the result of it. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why you did what you did. You know, right. so that's another teachable moment. You just can't go in 
at us as parents and just treat your like when we was growing up. I if the, if the school called your parents, that's it. You that's was, it. You was automatically you getting automatically did it. Yep. It wasn't no. Yep. Did you do it? None nope. of that. It ain't no conversation. You automatically did it. Whatever they said. These people. These people wouldn't have called me for no reason. That's what you was getting. Right. <laughs> and then I felt like when my turn came around for him, it was you got to know your child, man. Right. Like if your kid a butthole at home. <laughs> You know they're a butthole when they ain't around you. Right, exactly. So, like, I knew, like, Trayvon was scared to get in trouble by me. Like, period. Like, he he didn't want no problems. Mm-hmm. But he was, still a, he was still a child. He was still a young boy. Right. He's still, he still going to do what boys do. And I, I know that because I was a boy. And and I was scared of my father, but I still tried it, you know. But Trayvon wasn't cut like me and my brothers, you know, and my right, guy. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't cut like that, you know. Because I, I feel like I was on him a little harder than the way my father was on me. But also, he he just a different. He just a different breed than we were. He's very different. You know, he's naturally nice. I wasn't. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, but I mean, don't make him mad, man. I just seen him get mad. I just seen him. You just seen that other time? Yeah. I remember he was at he was in grammar school and he came home and was like, Man, these boys say they're gonna jump me. They keep bothering me. They say they're gonna jump me. And I'm like, they say they're gonna jump you. He like, yeah. I say, you tell the teacher. He like, yeah, I told them. I say, you tell the principal. He said, I told them. I say, what they say? They was like, they'll handle it. Go back the next day. You come back, man. They still bother me. They gonna jump. They say they're gonna jump me. So I'm like, well, who you go outside with? Be, he's like him and his friend. Mm-hmm. I said, so how many of them is it? He says, three of them. And I said, is you and your friend? I said, all right, this is what you do. He like, man, I don't want to fight. I don't want to get in trouble. I said, this is what you do. I said, you go outside tomorrow with your friend. I said, the first one walk up to you, don't even say nothing. I said, knock his ass out. <laughs> I say, you don't, don't go up. Here we go. Don't go up to him. I'm serious. I say, don't go up to him. I said, but if they walk up to you, don't even say nothing to him. Knock his ass out. The biggest one. I said, I guarantee they won't bother you no more. I got a call from the school the next day. <laughs> Trayvon was in a fight. <laughs> uh, all right, go up to the school. Yes, we want to suspend him. He was in the fight. So y'all not going to suspend him? I said, man, he came home three days in a row telling me that these boys was talking about jumping him and picking mm-hmm. on him. He said he told y'all. I said, so did he tell y'all? Yes, but I said, what did y'all do? Obviously nothing. I said, so I told him if they come to you, defend yourself. And that's what right. he did. And y'all not going to mm-hmm. suspend him for it. And right. he ain't get suspended. <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because I sort of got. I had the same thing happen with the kiddo. Like I, my my rule was, hey, if because it, it was a bullying situation, you know. And I told him, I said, well, look, make sure you tell your teacher. He's like, I did. I said, okay, cool. Came back. He's like, kids still mess with me. I said, okay, fine. Make sure you tell the teacher, and then let you know whoever else is above that know. He was like, okay, cool. Happen again. I said, okay, if it happened one more, I said, if it happened a third time, I was like, don't even say nothing. Just point square at square and ball your fists up and punch him dead in the face as hard as you can. And he was like, okay. I did the same thing. I'm sitting here chilling. I got a phone call. Ms. Fleming, we need you to come, come to, 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 to school. Like, oh, <laughs> Lord, okay. So I get there, you know, call his mom. We get there. And they're sitting there saying the same thing. It was like, you know, well, you know, Christopher hit, hit a student. I said, okay. And 
And they were like, well, you know, we don't tolerate violence. I said, okay, but let's back that up. Did he not tell you about the student that was bothering him? They were like, well, yeah, he did. And I said, okay, what did y'all do? And they were like, well, you know, well, we spoke to the student. Obviously, that didn't work. Did you speak to that student's parents? And they were like, well, yeah, we spoke to it. And obviously, that didn't work. So I told him point blank. I said, and I will gladly take responsibility for it. I told him point blank. If it happens a third time, which obviously we got to the third time because we're sitting here talking about it, ball your fists up and punch his ass dead in the face. So here we are. Now what? <laughs> you know. And I, and I would advise somebody, hey, if my son was bullying somebody, I would advise that kid to do the same thing. Don't let him pick on you. Right, right. You know, because right is right. And, man, I mean, that's sometimes, that's the only way, way to handle it. Yeah, and and the reason he was letting the boys do it because he was so afraid of getting in trouble and having to deal with me. Right, right. So it was like, Man, they call home and I'm doing it. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> like that was his that was his thought process. Yep. But no, you're not gonna like you never have to worry about me when it comes to you defending yourself. Right. Like I talked to him about being a bully and this, that, and the third. Like when I tell you I was I was a bad kid. Like I talked about people. I I lightweight, I ain't gonna say lightweight bully people. I bullied people and didn't realize I was a bully. Right. Like it was crazy. And yeah. what changed my what changed my whole thought process. I, I went to grammar school with this girl and some things transpired all night. And as we got older, she told me that she had wrote a letter and she was about to commit suicide because of things that I have said and did to her as, mm. as, kid, as kids, as kids. Wow. Just, just being cruel. Right. And, mm. and this is when, like, I got my son now. Like, this when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that tore me up, that's a whole that's a whole boulder. Like right. and because I couldn't imagine them finding that letter with my name in it and mm-hmm. I was part of the reason she I'm the reason. Right. Like that that that's would heavy. have destroyed yeah. me. Right. Yeah. And like I man, I had to apologize so much to that young lady. And from that day on, like I never liked people bullying people. Right. Makes never. Sense. Like, I so I talked about people with the best of them, cracked jokes yeah. with the best of them. You know, I was a popular individual. Well, my crew was popular. And at the time, you know, you know you're not thinking you're doing anything wrong. You know, and after that, I was like, nah, I can't. Like, this is not the person I want to be. This is not the person that I am. Right. And, you know, that changed my life. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I'm I'm an advocate for myself. I'm an mm-hmm. advocate for others when it comes to sticking up for yourself and not letting people just do you any kind of way. Right. You're not supposed to let people, man, no. Nah, you're not yeah. going to do them like that. Or I can't sit back and watch you do somebody like this and then think, we gonna be cool. I can't right. be cool with you. Right. Man, I'm in the same boat you in. I'm the same type of person you are. If I'm cool with how you doing this person. And yep. So so I me and my, you know, like I say, Trayvon been around myself, my family, the guys for all his life. Right. You know, for a long time he was the only <clears throat> nephew grandson, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And uh, I used to always tell him, like, man, you know, treat treat people how you want to be treated. True. You know what I'm saying? True that. Like, that that goofy dude over there, he ain't going to be goofy all his life. Right. That dude going to be, that brother going to be smart. That brother going to get some businesses. That brother going to make something out of himself. 
Right. That girl, that girl you don't think too cute now? Man, but is she nice? Yeah, she nice. Yeah. All right, man. man. Treat her, treat her how she treats you. Now, like you know, yeah, high school reunion. Man, I say that nice girl. You gonna wish, you gonna wish you was nice to her. So you gotta, you gotta treat people the right way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, mine was my great grandmother. She made it real simple. She was like, look. Um, I don't believe in fighting, and I definitely don't believe in starting any fights. You start a fight, I'm gonna fuck you up. Okay, if somebody else started it, you for damn sure better finish it. That was it. Okay, okay, great. all got right, it. we all got right. no. That's that's <laughs> it. Yep, yep. And my grandfather came and reiterated pretty much the same same thing. I was just like, oh, got it, got it, good to go, good to go. You know. Well, gentlemen, that is our time. But before we leave, I want to know final thoughts. Tremont? Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, from this topic, um, co-parent. Man, put your differences aside. Because when you're trying to hurt the other person, all you're doing is hurting your child and you're hurting the relationship you have with your child. See, children are not gonna be children forever. Children grow up to be adults. Children start thinking about, man, I remember when my mom did my dad like that. I remember my dad did this to my mom. I remember when, you know, I wanted to see my dad and my mom wouldn't let me. Or I remember my dad not coming around to do anything for me or just being there or showing up. They remember stuff. They'll start asking questions. And you're going to have to answer those questions one day. So, man, play your part. Stay in your lane. Women women be women. And be mothers to your children. Men be men. And be fathers to your children. Ain't no flowers going to your mama for for Father's Day, and ain't no flowers going to your dad for Mother's Day. So all you women that think I'm mama and daddy, no, you are not. You're just mama. You're not both. Nobody can be both. Stop stop doing that. Nobody can be both. They need the balance. They need the balance of of both. You do. I don't care how. if, If the other parent is not putting your child in danger, let them be the best parent that they can be. And they best might only be showing up once a month, once a year. Right. But whenever they show up, let them show up. Right. Because that that child needs that. Right. That child is going to get to the point where they're going to say, you know what? Nah, once a year ain't enough for them. Right. Or once a year is all I can take of you. So, yeah, let's keep it at once a year. Right. So, uh, you know, just let the people be the best that they can be. If that's all they got to give, let them give that. Don't stop nobody from trying to be a parent in the facet that they try to be a parent in. They, you know, they'll learn. If they don't learn, then it's their loss. Cool. Cool. I like that. Fleming? Right. Fleming? <laughs> um, I, I, I love this conversation. I, let me just say that I love this conversation. I love everything that's been stated in this conversation. Uh, I feel like this really carries the tone of what we always sit and talk about, right? It's not a it's not about who's better at parenting. You know, it's about being the best parents that we can be, which means that we sit down, we communicate, we talk about it, we figure out, we sort it out. If you heard about something, then we talk about it. If I'm feeling some kind of way about something, then we talk about it. But at the end of the day, what we're putting forth is the best foot possible at being the parents that we are supposed to be for 
the child or children that we've brought into this world because they ain't asked to come here, you know. Um, and that's pretty much it. Be, be, to, 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 to Tremont's point, be the best parent that you can be. And that's it. That's it. Ms. Vaughn? I have nothing else to say. Mic drop, y'all. That's it for this week, y'all. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit fathershould.org and check out our other episodes. Follow us at underscore fathershould on Instagram and Twitter.